The retirement planning world is filled with plenty of advice and suggestions, but there are some critical questions that can sometimes lurk in the shadows, the unasked, or just the overlooked. So on this episode, Tony and I are going to dive into retirement planning's hidden or overlooked questions on this episode of Plan with a Taxman. Look up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's the tax man! He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in once again with Tony and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement here on Plan with the Tax Man. And Tony is the tax man at Tax Doctor Inc., serving folks all around the area. So if you've got some questions, got some concerns, need some help when it comes to all things with your retirement, reach out to Tony, who is a CPA, CFP, and an EA of 27 plus years experience and a great resource for you to tap into at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. Tony, my friend, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. As as we're taping this, just kind of getting ready to wrap up the 2022 filing season, believe it or not, Boy, that's so coming wild. up on the extension day line. That's, but, uh, that's so wild that it's that that late, you know? Yeah. But and, uh, uh, hopefully so you didn't have too people, many stragglers, oh, hopefully, hopefully anyway. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are starting to think about, you know, you're in tax planning and next yeah, year. So yeah. this is a good a good time to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've got, we're kind of called this hidden questions or overlooked. And I think a lot of these that we're going to go through a couple of them here, Tony, I think people probably, we all know a lot of this, but I think what happens is we often tend to get our focus in one or two areas sometimes when it comes to retirement planning or, or whatever the case might be. We tend to often focus, you know, really on like this larger item and then some of these smaller ones, while we are aware, they maybe don't get the attention that they should, unless of course you're working with a financial professional. So let's talk about them a little bit and just discuss it. Obviously, you know, as a tax practice, that's a huge part of what you guys do as well. You know, a question might be eventually, hopefully people realize, hey, you know, in the end, what's these tax deferred savings accounts going to actually cost me in taxes? Because at some point, you know, again, if you're thinking about focus, it's easy to go, well, hey, let's kick that tax burden down the road. So I don't got to deal with it for a while. But eventually a while shows up, right? Eventually you've got to right. pay the piper. So, yeah. And, you know, this is the biggest question that we try to answer for people and try to let them know that, you know, you have a partner generally with 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 this handout. And I, you know, I, we, we make fun of the government because that's Uncle Sam, you know. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, a part of this money you have, you have an IOU to the federal yeah. government and, well, and the states, and maybe for that matter. For that's true. And, you know, and I think, Tony, I think we realize it, right? I think we just forget it because if you spend 20 or 30 years punting, you know, yeah. the tax bowl, uh, then you kind of go all of a sudden one day you go, oh, crap, right? Yeah. I forgot about that. And, and so what we try to do, though, is, with our retirees, especially, uh-huh. is to let them know if you do have tax money and tax deferred accounts that they're when you start pulling that money out, right? You know, some of it is going to be taxable, and what we try to work with them on is 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 using other monies first, and then filling up the the tax brackets that they're already in, and not jump into the next one because they have already got you know a tax issue. Let's not compound it and make it worse. And so I think that's important to work with your tax person or advisor especially in retirement, to make sure you're not just needlessly pulling money out. Yeah. Uh, so you can kind of control your tax bill a little bit. But there are, you know, for the younger people, the Roths and things like that, the Roths 401ks, where you're not going to have this issue. And so those become attractive. But 
Yeah. Um, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, if we kind of set this framework around the um, hypothetical numbers, we'll just go with the easy million dollar math. You know, million dollars in a four hundred one k, and we can kind of use this for a couple of these questions here. Yeah. You know, you sit there and say, and I get it. It's sexy. It's like, whoo I'm a millionaire. I can't. I, you know, can't wait to say that or whatever. And you're not to your point because you're really more like a seven hundred thousand air or so because you know you got to give Uncle Sam about thirty percent, you know, or, or roughly, right? Depending on every situation, could be different. So you don't really have the million, and that leads to my second question, which is, you know, how much can I withdraw from my savings each year? And if we're using that same million dollar analogy, Tony, a lot of people they 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 hear the four percent rule, they think, hey, that's a good place to start the conversation, and it can be. It's a good place to start the chat, but. That's, you know, if you go with 4%, you're talking what, 40 grand a year off the million. But as we just said, you may not have a full million because you got to still pay the taxes because you've been deferring. So now you got what, 700 grand? That's what, 28,000 a year, right? So, I mean, it just starts to change all the numbers. It does. And what we look at it when we're working with people is we either use the four, sometimes 5% rule and just using the the 40,000 a year because most people don't want to dip into their principal. They want to say, well, what can I earn? And, you know, if we if we get something conservative and you're earning four percent at the 40, well, we have to tell them again, you're not going to get 40 because we have to pay tax on that. Um, and so it's going to be, you know, a little bit different. And th- that's when they get a little surprised, like, what? I, I didn't know that. And so we don't want what their first response is, is like I said, they say, well, I'll just take out more and say, well, yeah, but then you, you're going to go in the next tax bracket potentially and mm-hmm. you could have all kinds of issues. So it's important that where I think this is where the advisor can really show their their value or worth is um, being able to work with this and keeping your taxes to a minimum. Yeah. I mean, because think about, you know, the future you, right? So we often, you know, with these first two categories, Tony, we, we're kind of punting or, or, or wondering what we're going to do later on. You know, don't forget that later you is, is standing down the road somewhere waving at you going, hey, don't forget about me. <laughs> You know, That's right. and we got to be yeah. efficient with not only our spending and our budgeting and things of that nature. And I know everybody hates the B word, but still just having some sort of a an income and out you know out outflow kind of projection is is certainly important. So those yeah. are the first two. Number three is the life insurance question, right? So again, maybe not necessarily hidden, but if we've been trained, just like we have with the tax deferred accounts, to have life insurance when we're in our thirties or forties and our kids are younger and you know, in case something happens, income replacement, send them to college if I die, that kind of thing. We're trained on that. We're also trained that, well, we probably don't need that when we're an older person, right? Where we don't need it when we're over 70. But life insurance has changed so much that it could actually be a real Swiss army knife for a lot of things. No, it could. And I, I think the question should be, you may not need the same type of insurance that when you were young, but if you've got a policy that you know, you bought a long time ago, it's still viable. There may be some very useful uses for these policies because just because you have, like you said, everything paid off and kids out, you may still, um, like in my own case, if my wife dies, you know, a big part of her retirement is IPERS, and which is a pension she can't outlive. But if she were to predecease me now, I would get a payout on that, but that wouldn't really be enough to uh, cover a lot of years in retirement for me. So for me, a life policy on her still makes sense, even if she's retired, especially, you know, if I've got it and it's uh, doesn't cost a whole lot. Now, I think where people get a little confused is like, well, uh, you know, I'm 65 years old or something. Life insurance is too expensive. It, it may be at that point, but we're talking more, you know, something you bought a while back. Yeah. So I think in certain cases, again, another is- issue that 
you need to talk to your advisor about uh, all of these. I think you should, but uh, because it may not be who you just to cancel them all, especially yeah. depending on your situation. And then, of course, if you just if you did cancel something because you're just under that old school mindset, and then you do need it, it's harder to get it back because you're older. Harder to get and, back. I mean, and be insurable, right? We're we're all anymore. one blood test away from being uninsurable, yep. right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Depending on what could happen there, and so lots of different ways to consider. And again, I think again, life insurance could be a real utility, Swiss Army knife kind of thing for for folks. There's the death benefits, sure. There's still the living benefits. There's there's income replacement. I mean, you might still need income replacement in your 70s, you might. right? Yeah. Um, you know, tax-free retirement. There's lots of different things to at least have the conversation on uh, for sure. So number four, uh, medical coverage. So kind of a hidden question or might be, and again, maybe not hidden, but just kind of we, well, I got Medicare, so groovy. Well, do I need anything over and above that, though? And the answer is probably, right? You're probably going to need something more than just, just straight or, or, Medicare. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I always tell clients, well, the short answer is yes. I said, but if you wanna don't want to take my word for it, let, let's the first time you're sick, wait till you get that bill, yeah, uh, and watch what yeah. Medicare does not cover. So there's a lot of things. This is a whole profession now. I was going to say, uh, do in you, and of itself, yeah. Do you guys have somebody in house, or do you refer people? A lot of advisors definitely suggest uh, for folks to talk to Medicare specialists. Yes, I I don't have anybody in house. Mm-hmm. I refer people out okay. to a local guy who's a Medicare specialist. You know, it can help them. You know, explain what Medicare covers and what it doesn't, and then all of the different options they have because you can you can buy a lot of gap policies and supplements mm-hmm. so that you can really feel good about okay, I'm pretty much covered for everything. But you obviously got to know the cost, sure, because yeah. it does add up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I think Medicare for me, what I tell people is. That's going to cover major things, and that's a good start. But boy, if and we're all living too long, we all have, you know people start to get ailments. You, you're going to spend a lot of money quick on other types of uh, medical care if you yeah. just have Medicare. So I uh, strongly encourage them to visit with somebody. Yeah, and if you think about really what retirement can entail nowadays, depending on you know the walk of life you're in or where you find yourself. You know, you almost really do truly need a, a team, right? A, a, a group of folks. You, you know, you, you need that financial professional. You need that CPA, right? Now, if you're lucky, you might have somebody who's a CPA and a CFP all in one, like Tony, right? But you, you need that tax person. You need that uh, planning person, elder law, probably some sort I'll of an attorney. Yeah, yeah, right. And then maybe a Medicare specialist. So you, it's almost like, uh, you know, it's pardon the basketball you know pun here, but almost like a dream team, right? You need, uh, you need three or four players to help you out. You're the fifth. There you go. That was four different categories, and we're the fifth. So there you go. There's our dream team. <laughs> There's our <laughs> basketball team. Uh, all right, number five. How much am I really paying in those fees and commissions? This is the only one probably that is truly a hidden question on this that I think we, you know, most people just don't even realize how much stuff is actually hidden in the fine print. Because, Tony, many people will go, oh, my guy or gal charges me 1%. Right. And they think that's yeah. the end of it. So Tony charges me 1%. That's all I'm paying. Yeah. But what do you have and what do those products have inside them? That's right. Because, and we try to educate clients that, yeah, even though, you know, you're in an advisory relationship with us, if we're managing assets for you, whether it's uh, 1% or three quarters of 1%, if you have funds or different things outside of just plain old stocks, there are expenses inside those funds you never see because they always, you know, basically take it off the return before anybody ever talks about returns. And so it's important to try to drill down and just make sure you understand, you know, all of the expenses you've got. And 
sometimes, you know, uh, it's worth it. And sometimes it's not, we try to keep expenses low because obviously at the end of the day, it cuts into your return, which means that, you know, less money for you. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the same time, which I, you know, I think we do a fairly good job of educating the client of, you know, nobody does anything for free. The mutual funds don't work for free. We don't work for free. And hopefully you're getting some value out of this, but just so that they know. And the bad part is, is we have to re-educate usually about every year, every other year, depending just to make sure that they haven't forgot because they do. They just, they completely start getting oblivious to it. Yeah. Very true. Um, Very true. But most of them, they always defer back and say, well, you know, we we just kind of hope you're going to watch those fees for us. Right. And, which we do. Sure. And, sure. and we, you know, but, you know, if if you have concerns, I would definitely say don't be afraid to ask your advisor, because if they're uh, good, they're going to explain this to you and make sure that you understand uh, how it works. Yeah. And have a fee analysis done. Right. Because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. people will have that they get that delusion in their head or whatever you want to call it, that they're paying, you know, the one percent. And but then, and or you know, all right, I've got this, uh, you know, product X. And it's paying me, you know, 5% and I'm only paying 1% to my guy or gal. So cool. I'm making four. And then you wind up doing an fee analysis and looking at what's inside that product X that you've got. And maybe there's yeah. another percent or a percent and a quarter in there. And so now you're only making, you know, 2.75, right. Exactly. Or, or something like yeah. that. So, and which may be fine, it, but it, it may drive the vehicle, but it may not either. Right. So find out and have that conversation. So that's why these are five questions that can get a little hidden or overlooked. You know, sometimes they straight up hide. And other times it's just, we take our focus off of it. We take our focus off of uh, the, you know, the, the money we've been saving for retirement, if it's all tax deferred, because we forget after so many years of doing it, that eventually we got to pay uncle Sam. We know it, but yet we tend to, you know, look away from it. So lots of reasons why these hidden questions can come back to bite us. And that's why it's important to talk with a qualified pro like Tony, if you're not already working with him, or if you are, and you've got somebody who might benefit from the podcast and and maybe having a conversation, uh, Often financial advisors do, you know, complimentary reviews and consultations just to see if it's the right fit. So reach out to him, get on his calendar, have a conversation at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Very simple. Just hit the, the heart or the follow button, depending on what app you're using. Plan with the Tax Man is the name of it on all the major platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. Type that into the search box or just find it at Tony's website, yourplanningpros.com. Tony, my friend, thanks for hanging out and uh, breaking some of these questions down for me. All right. We'll see you next time. I always appreciate you. I know we're getting into the end of October here, so have yourself a happy and safe Halloween. And we will see you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.